I've known many people through the years, family members, friends, just acquaintances that have been mad at God, blamed God for things that had happened in their life. And um, the reason that people do that is because they don't know God. I believe when, when we get to heaven, I've heard other people say this and kind of convince me, and I've, I've thought about it a lot. But I think in, in heaven, we will have a perspective and be able to see, I don't know if it's going to be video or what it is, but I believe we'll be able to see what would have, what could have happened in our lives had it not been for God. That's why, that's why I don't care how you feel today, you need to talk about how good he is and how good he's been to you. See, you can do that when you know him. See, it doesn't mean that we ignore that things have happened or stuff has happened in our lives or being insensitive toward other people if things have happened bad in their lives. No, 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 we're not insensitive about anything. But our focus has to remain on how good he is and how good he is to me to you, how you individually, how good God is. Because what we don't understand about God, if we let that remain and we let things fester through misunderstandings and not understanding God, then it'll lead to ugly things. It's our choice. So that kind of dovetails into what we're finishing tonight in what you say matters because it does we're finishing our series tonight on what you say matters because it absolutely matters what you say what comes out of your mouth on a daily basis James 3 1 and we've been using this as a foundation scripture for what we've talked about it says my brethren let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment for we all stumble in many things and if anyone does not stumble in word he's a perfect man able also to bridle the whole body one one translation says if he never says the wrong thing then he's able to control everything else in his life. That's why what you say daily matters. Because what you believe matters. And no matter what you believe today, if you begin to change the way you talk and you speak, it'll change, the way, it'll change what you believe and how you view and what your perspective is on certain situations in life. Like we were talking about earlier, about something bad happening and blaming God for whatever that thing was. I, I mean, I, I could sit here and tell you of a dozen things in my 45 years of being saved, or more, of things that happened, and I didn't realize why it happened, and there was, in some of those things, there were seasons or times when I wanted to blame God for what happened. And just in the back of my mind, 
when you say blaming God, not verbally, not telling someone else, but at the back of my mind, questioning why it happened. And, and carrying that around instead of asking God, getting wisdom from God about what really happened. He said, if you lack wisdom, ask of me. I'll give it to you freely. I'll show you what the truth is about a situation. I don't care what it is. And I learned a long time ago, never have to blame God for a thing. Because what I don't understand today will be answered if I stay with Him. He's the answer. And it will be answered. Well, you know, Pastor, there's just some things you won't know till you get to heaven. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. But I can pursue it now. Thanking God for it now. I, I, I actually think there's not anything that I can't know about a situation if I seek Him. Seek and you shall find. Right? Ask and things will be done and open. Knock and the doors will be opened and the avenues will, will open up for you. The understanding will come to you if you seek and ask and knock and keep doing those kind of things. That's the nature of God. That's why we've got to believe in the fact that what we say matters on a day-to-day -day basis. Revelation 12, 11, And they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. They overcame him, they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, what Jesus did, what he accomplished, and by the word of their testimony about what they said, how they enforced what he did. You and I today, we overcome by what Jesus did, and then how we believe what he did is real, and then we enforce it on a day-to-day on -day basis. And you'll never enforce what he did if you're not actively believing the word. From situation and circumstance to situation and circumstance. And you'll never believe the word if you're not declaring the word. So what you say matters. Proverbs 12 and 6. The wicked, this is in the Passion Translation, the wicked use their words to ambush and accuse. That's what the wicked do. The wicked are the twisted in their minds and their thinking. Use words to ambush and accuse. People that blame God because their thinking is twisted, they're off in their thinking. People that blame God, they accuse Him. They've even got... They've even got something in an insurance policy to cover that. It's an act of God. Some destructive thing that happened was an act of God. Not the God I serve. God of I, the God that I serve doesn't come in with tornadoes and destroy situations. Destroy people's lives. He doesn't come in with certain things that happen like that. And when things like that happen and something bad happens... Most of the time, with most people, God gets blamed for it. Well, Pastor, but, but whose fault is it if God's this and He's God is that and God's everything? Well, that's why you have to know Him. And then when you know Him and a situation happens, you seek Him. You seek Him for answers because I promise you there's an answer. I promise you there's an answer. 
I, I know, you know, I, I end up telling too many stories that I've already told before. <laughs> but I'm going to tell this one again. Oh, thank you. Because <clears throat> I, I, I like this one. But I lived in the Rio Grande Valley down in McAllen, Texas. Um, and uh, what hurricane was it that was coming? When we lived on... What was it? Gosh, I can't remember now. So, huh? Andrew? Maybe it was. Sounds like a good one. <laughs> anyway, Hurricane Andrew coming to town. And... Uh, News media is all about it. I mean, shut everybody down. Everybody, everybody, just about everybody in the valley. Did y'all live there then? Everybody had boards on their houses. Everybody. I mean, everybody. And we were in a service. About two days before this was going to hit, we were in a service on a Wednesday night. And uh, my pastor said, just, I want you to come up and pray regarding this hurricane. And... I came up and I prayed and it was like God said to me, this isn't going to hit. This isn't hitting. It's not going to hit like they say. And you know, I mean, I, I've seen it happen this way, but, and it happened there because I saw it where the news media, you know, the, the weather had said it's going to happen and then it kind of didn't happen and then, you know, then you got to act like it still happened. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. But God, I mean, God just told me. I mean, I, he's never told me something like that. He had never told me anything like that before then, and he has never told me anything like that before or, or since then. But he told me that. And I told my wife, we talked about it. So we're going to follow suit with corresponding actions, and we didn't put any wood up on our house. We didn't put anything up, didn't do anything about it, didn't buy an extra bottle of water, we didn't do any of it, because God said. And the fact that God said, and I knew that He said that, I had to do what God said. I mean, I can't tell you how many law enforcement officers, and they were just doing their jobs, I mean, you know, they, they came, said, sir, you don't have wood up on your house, your house can be destroyed. And I said, No. It didn't. I said, um, I appreciate you coming by, but it's not. Long story short, there were, there were winds, but we had stronger winds two years ago in my backyard that knocked a tree over than the winds that came against my house in McAllen, Texas. And it, and it shifted, you know, the, the storm shifted and it hit Mexico. And the thing I learned from that after that was commanded to stop, don't commanded away and then it ruined somebody else's house, you know, or whatever. But I knew that it wasn't going to hit. I had the word of the Lord that it wasn't going to hit. And you know, my point is this. There are reasons that situations happen and a lot of times people don't know what to do before something bad happens. There lies the answer. I'll just ask you this question, and I'm not saying this in pride at all. You, f you throw the Scripture around and God's Word around in pride, and, and destruction is before you. You understand? 
But I ask you this question. How many of you, on a daily basis, pray Psalm 91, especially the passages about the angels of God, then encamp around about you, they bear you up in their hands, lest anything come against you in any way, shape, or form? How many of you pray those things every day? I believe when we get to heaven, we'll be able to see what making declaration of things like that kept from happening in our lives. Because what we did, the angels of God were sent here to minister on our behalf, and we have the ability to declare things that cause the angels of God to work, because in Psalm it says that the angels of God heed the voice of the Word of God. So when we're speaking and declaring the Word of God, they're heeding the voice of that Word. I'm saying that in most cases, and that's why we teach what we teach, that's why we minister, but we, we want to touch the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ so that people can know how to prepare themselves and establish preventative options in their life to keep things from happening that don't have to happen when we trust the Word of God. Did you hear what I said? We've got to believe that. We've got to believe that what we say every day truly matters. We don't wait till something bad has happened and start throwing Scripture out there. You don't believe those things. But when you're declaring the Word every day in your life and something, you're confronted with something, all of a sudden He begins to speak to you about a specific situation and it's tied to the Word that your soul knows because you've renewed your mind and you're not moved by fear when you hear a bad report about a specific thing. All of a sudden, now your conscience, the voice of your spirit, is speaking to you the truth that you've been declaring. That's why what I say today matters. Jesus did His part. The blood of the Lamb did His part. I do my part by enforcing it. It's vital. Proverbs 18 and 20. A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth and with the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied whether good or evil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. They'll eat the fruit of it death or life, how they choose. Can you say amen? amen? Last week we read out of Isaiah 55, and I want, to read, um, I want to read these three verses out of Isaiah 55 this time. We read a little bit more last week, but I just want to read these three verses, or four verses. Starting with verse 8 of Isaiah 55. He said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are, my ways you, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud, 
that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. That was before the cross. This side of the cross, now His voice is coming out of our mouths. He's already done it all. He's already said everything He's ever going to say. He's already done everything He's ever going to do in this dispensation of time. Now it's got to be coming out of our mouths. But what we speak has to please Him and has to be what He once said so that it'll come to pass the way He said it'd come to pass. That's why you and I have to know it. I want to read this in the Message Bible this time. Starting with verse 8. He said, I don't, think, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. God's decree. For as the sky soars high above earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work, and the way I think is beyond the way you think. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until, they're water, until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry. So, how many understand, we just had some good rain how many have flowers or, or a garden or you have something that, that the rain touched in the last few days? And don't they just start, I mean, I mean you can water, water, water from, from the hose, you know? But man, when the rain hits it, it goes whoosh. And he said, he said here, so will the same way that happens, you just saw that happen, the same way that happens, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment that I gave them. Tell me. It doesn't matter what we say. I'll read that again. So will the words, just like the rain that came down to water your flowers or your plants. Just the way that rain has come down. I was looking at my flowers this morning. My deck looked like something hammered it from the wind and all the stuff out of the oak trees. But the flowers were gorgeous. I mean, and they have a color to them when the rain hits them like no other. So is the word. Hmm? So you can speak words that'll, you know, kind of do a little of this and a little of that, but when you speak the word of God, brightens everything up, corrects everything. And he says it in the Amplified here in a really great way. So will the words that come out of my mouth, remember, this side of the cross, it's my mouth. It's, it has to be his word. It has to be His Word at the right moment, at the right time, led by the Spirit of God, so that I'm saying it just like He would say it if He was here, because 
I was created to be His mouth in the earth. You and I were created to be that mouth. So will the words that come out of, everybody say, my mouth. Not come back empty-handed. They'll do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment that I gave them. So, uh, put, put the last part of that back up right there. Okay. So, so look at that from your perspective. All right? So, so you just follow me as I'm reading this. So will God's word be that comes out of, everybody say, my mouth. The word that I speak, that is God's word, as it comes out of my mouth, it will not come back empty-handed, and, and it will do the work that I sent it to do. Next part of that verse. And that word will complete the assignment that I gave it to accomplish. But what I gave it to accomplish has to be what I got from Him. And the only way I can get that from Him is if I have, again, this is a totally separate situation than what we're talking about right here because this statement in Isaiah is the Word of God in faith in a situation. But that will never happen if I don't value what I say every day, and it will never happen if I don't renew my mind, my soul, with the Word of God and what God says about me on a day-to-day basis. Because I, I don't have the ability to just hear God out of the clouds. He didn't set it up that way. I have to hear God from the Holy Spirit within me that's connected to my spirit, and my spirit man has got to be developing. I've got to learn how to do what he just said right there. Because I have to be convinced that what I said I got from him, and when I say what he says, and what he would say in that situation that I'm in, then it comes to pass. Because everything Jesus said, he only said those things he heard from Father, that he got from his Father, and everything he said came to pass. Every single thing happened Just like that said right there. That was Isaiah prophesying of this day that you and I are living. We we overcome. We see those kind of results by the blood of the Lamb, what He did, and then what we say. I told you that story about that hurricane because there's only been several times in my life when something that large, I mean, I mean, my pastor asked me to pray over that service that night. And I voiced some things in that service that he questioned me a little bit about after the service, but then he said, you know what, I believe you've heard from God. He asked me, he said, I believe you heard from God. I said, I, I have to believe it. See, that's the thing. We have, to, we have to believe God when we believe God spoke to us. And you say, yeah, but, but what if it doesn't work? 
if it doesn't work and you didn't hear from God, at least you, you failed in that situation attempting to hear from God, and then you can learn from a mistake. Is there something wrong with that? I mean, I don't know about you, but I, there's nothing wrong with that in my life. I'm not expecting to miss it, but when you're developing your ability to hear from God, like that verse of Scripture says right there, he, he said, the words that went out of his mouth would not return void, but accomplish everything he set it out to accomplish. And that's what happened all through the Old Testament. If God said it, it happened. That's what happened all through the ministry of Jesus. If Jesus said it, it happened. Same spirit that raised him from the dead, same spirit that's on the inside of you and I, the works that he did, will do, and even greater works. Why? Because of where he's at and where we're seated with him. But man, this stuff's got to be developed. And we've got to believe it. I've got to believe that I've heard from God. You know? And you know what? I've told that story about that, that praying over that hurricane and commanding that thing to move. But I didn't tell it for a long time until after God said I could share that. Because even today when I share it, all that really matters is whether somebody else believes that that hurricane moved and kept it from hitting the valley like they had anticipated that it would because I prayed or not really doesn't matter. It moved because Jesus died for us. You understand what I'm saying? But what matters to me is I know I heard him and it happened the way I prayed it. See, I had, I, I had to believe that. And, 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 you know, it's like <clears throat> if you've got some big miraculous thing happening, you know, that you believe God's speaking to you all the time and half of them hit and half of them don't, that's not the odds I'm looking for. I want it to happen every single time. So a lot of the things that I think sometimes that we think, and I've done it too, I know. There's been times when I thought, I believed it was God, and it wasn't God when I spoke what I spoke. That really, I didn't really get that from Him. It just sounded good, you know, years ago. But today, I don't want those kind of odds. I want it to be right every time. Amen? And, and you know what? Can we have that? He said, if you don't say the wrong stuff, if you don't speak the wrong word at the wrong time, you can have everything you say. It said it in all the verses we've got here and a dozen more. You can have what you say. But what you say has to be what he says is so. A word in season will bring the answer. The right word at the right time. Can you say amen? Man, that was, that was a... Go back and read that Isaiah 55, maybe tonight or sometime this week in the, in the message. That's really great what it said. Ephesians 4 and 29. <clears throat> I'm just, I'm just going to read this in the Passion Translation. I had two translations, but I'm just going to read it in the Passion. Ephesians 4 and verse 29. And never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. 
Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Christ Jesus until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Holy Spirit of God or take for granted His holy influence in your life. Now, right before he said that, not grieving the Holy Spirit, he talks about your words. And right after he says that, he connects it on both ends with your words. So how do you think we can grieve the Holy Ghost? By what we say. You and I don't want to be actively grieving the Holy Spirit. That's why it matters what you say every day. It matters. He said, lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults. But instead, in other words, instead of not just doing those things, replace it with these things. But instead, be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Question mark. And the answer to that is yes and amen. Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. The way you get to that place of understanding what that is is through the power of your words. Um. <clears throat> Believing what I'm teaching in this series right here, I when, I when I first heard it, I believed it. I mean, when I first heard teaching like this, I, I, I believed it when I first heard it. But believing in it, from circumstance to circumstance, took me a long time. And it does. Because if you think about it, when no one else is around, I mean, you know, if people are around you and you're saying the wrong things and you're being ugly to somebody, then people can hold you accountable or say whatever they need to say about it. But if you think about it, when you're by yourself, you can say whatever you want. You're the one in control. You're the one that has to make the choice. And he said, these ugly things that we say, that people say and allow come out of their mouth, Replace those things with these other good things. Don't be caught grieving the Holy Spirit. And you know, to me, what grieving the Holy Spirit is, is I, I see the Holy Spirit as a person. And when I start talking trash, I kind of see him like this. <sighs> like he can't do anything. He's got to sit on the sidelines and let you make a public debacle of your life by the words that come out of your mouth. He can't do anything. That's what grieves him. He was not sent here to sit on the sidelines. He was sent here to lead and guide you and show you how this thing works and be a winner in him. Can you say amen to that? And that's what God wants out of us. That's what he's expecting out of you in my lives. Proverbs 21 and verse 23 Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul 
from troubles. The Amplified says it like this. Watch your words and hold your tongue. You'll save yourself a lot of grief. Save yourself a lot of grief. So, tonight I want you to think about something as I bring this series to a close. And I want to pray for you concerning this tonight. Anybody that, anybody that wants to be prayed for, I want you to just to stand where you're at. You don't have to come down here tonight. But I want you to stand where you're, where you're at. And I want to base my challenge to you on a, a verse we've already read, but I want to read it in the message. It's Proverbs 18.21 in the message. And it says this. Words kill... Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose. My challenge to you tonight is this. <clears throat> In listening to the series, I'd go back and listen to these again, just for your own sake. But in listening to this series, if, if God has challenged you to make new choices about the words that you speak, I want you to stand to your feet. <clears throat> and I believe tonight that the choice you're making to stand to change and correct things that have, you've allowed to come out of your mouth, this choice is going to stick for you in a, in a way, in a greater way than ever before in your life. I want you to remember this. You can blame other people for why you said or did what you did. You can blame circumstances or situations for why, you know, you just couldn't control what you said. You can blame God. You can blame a lot of other things in the natural. But at the end of the day, you're in control of you. To make the choice in God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that what in the natural, I don't have the ability to accomplish, in Him I can do all things. How many believe that tonight? The words of our mouth, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to Him in everything that we do and that we say. Just lift your hands to Him. Just close your eyes. Don't be looking around. And I, I, I want to I speak over you right now. Just receive what I say over you now. Heavenly Father, I thank you dearly for the revelation of your word that is going deep in the hearts of every person. As this word has gone forth, it is not returning void, but it is accomplishing what it was set out to accomplish. And that's liberty and freedom for each and every person. 
I thank you, Father, tonight for clarity in each person. Awareness every day that the Holy Spirit will bring to them internally to take a step back before their mouths utter things that are not pleasing to you. Utter things that, that actually shut you down and keep you from being able to do in their life what needs to be done. Let their declarations every day, Father, continue to renew their mind, the power that's in the seed of your word, accomplishing great things in them day by day. And from this day forward, Father, each person that's standing to their feet, they're choosing life. They're choosing you. They're choosing words that edify you, that give glory to you, that acknowledge your greatness and your goodness. Today, Father, I thank you. These are people that are living in the harvest of great words coming out of their mouth. Today, Father, we bless you. We thank you. And today is the first day of the rest of our lives to reap the harvest of great words. And these great words we speak on a day-to-day basis from your word, uprooting any other harvest that we have of things that we've said, uprooting of it all, to where we're not reaping anything but your reward. We bless you. We honor you. We thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word, Father. We love you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Woo! And amen and amen and amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen? Amen.